don't go changing to try and please me. <laughs> you never let me down before. I'll take the good times. I'll take the bad times. I'll take you just the way you are. Okay. Well, there that is what it is. Um, you guys go ahead and start your pre-show chatter while I go grab a couple of things. Sure. And um, uh, I, <laughs> I had to put up a new version of... Uh, I got the audio version out last night. Yeah. Um, but I had to put up a new one right before the show went out because I, I put a clip in from Age of Dennis and uh, while you were talking about it, Adam. Uh-huh. And uh, some reason it didn't, it didn't make. Uh, like it didn't show up in there. There's just this like gaping silence. And I'm like, I can't leave that in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had to fix that. But uh, everything else I think is good, except that we got a super slow video today. But sure. Say lovey. All right, I'll be back. Yeah. That just means we have to talk in slow motion. So if okay. we just talk well, like this. man, the internet sucks. <laughs> Why? Oh, did someone spoil Star Wars for you? No, no, I no, 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 no. It was the it was the debate last night. Oh, see. Speaking of speaking of lagging, what happened was I, you know, I always stream it because I have an internet right. connection. I have no TV type traditional la- line, right. and uh, it was being incredibly laggy. Like it would skip or it would freeze. And then start from wherever it freezed, but then whatever time it had been frozen for, at some point it would skip that amount forward. Oh, that's bullshit, because then you miss... Then you it miss- was... It made no sense. And so I thought it was just my computer, but when I went on the interwebs, uh, apparently that was like what was trending on Twitter, and mm. everybody's feed was, everybody was complaining about the unreliable live feed coming from ABC News. Well, and, and I was, you know, like, the DNC is already getting a lot of yeah. fucking... Yeah, it's they're not doing themselves any favors. No, and they're it, not. And it and it pissed me off even more because if you went to the ABC News site, they mm-hmm. were running five live streams last night. One of which was the um, the debate, like just you know following the candidates. Right. Another one was a live feed of Nate Silver blogging about the debates. What? So so you could watch him sniggering and kind of hear the debate in the background but he wasn't uh, talking it was just him and all of i guess the people in his think tank giggling towards each other and mumbling to each other that stream was fine they also had another stream where uh it was on a barn somewhere that had christmas lights on it that was supposedly <laughs> santa's reindeer and so every night at six o'clock you watch i guess whoever owns the barn this guy dressed as santa goes and feeds the feeds reindeer the and so again that and they play Christmas music over it. That live stream was also fine. Um, and so I, I, I did a, I posted a status on Facebook how mad I was and within like 10 minutes of doing that they shut down all of the live feeds except for the debate one and the Nate Silver one. Um, however, it was Way only... Way to get stuff done, Adam. Yeah, so, so it was all me. Uh, but <laughs> it, was, it was also only like marginally better and so I just gave up about 9, 9.15 because it it, it was just frustrating because they would ask an exciting question. You're like, oh, great. I want to see what Bernie. And then all of a sudden it was you're focusing on Hillary answering something completely non-related. So it, it made no right. sense. So I'll probably try and find like a, a cached version of it somewhere online today and watch. But Right. I'm God. sure someone on YouTube has it because like yeah. 
And that's the thing is like it with the DNC and the like just the blatant stacking of you know what I mean it's just really like how can you how can you prove something that you don't have if you destroy it how do you prove that you don't have it like I think and and they and they addressed it a little bit because the first like 10 or 15 minutes they talked about that issue and it fortunately didn't glitch for that 10 minutes Um, and Bernie Sanders revealed that apparently uh, something like this happened a couple of months ago where the tables were reversed where it was indicated that the Clinton campaign had access to some of Sanders' um, uh, emails and things like that. And apparently Sanders' camp just contacted the data vendor privately, didn't make a big issue about it, assumed it was like a clerical error like it was with this one with a software update that exposed a little uh, attack in the wall. Um, And uh, they made no deal about it. And so literally it is a reversal of what happened except – all yeah big money is trying to control shit and it's like yeah you can't especially with millennials who want to vote um and and this actually we'll put a little thing in right now if you're listening and i hope this makes a (laughs) pre-recording go out and vote because it does make a difference speaking of being really pissed off yeah last night i was all like "Mm," snuggled up in bed and it was 1 a.m uh-huh and the pe- there are these people in the complex who are always rude, who always blare their music at O-Dark 30. And they always have a series of cars coming and going from their place. Mm. I won't comment on that. I'm going to comment about this guy who decided to drive up and blare his music. And I'm not just talking about, like, kind of loud. I'm talking so loud that I can hear every single word and every drum beat and everything <laughs> between my walls at 1 yeah. a.m. And I like was like, I'm going out on the balcony. And Jeff's always like, no, don't, let me go, let me go. I said, no. And I go out on the balcony and I use my best theater voice and I say, hey, turn off your music. It's fucking one o'clock in the goddamn morning or something like that. Yeah. And they look at me and I'm like, I just throw my arms up and then I storm off. And then Jeff's just like left standing there and the guys are like, sorry. Well, it's funny because I, uh, Friday night, I was having a little bit of a panic that I was going to have to have a moment like that, uh, only because uh, Kayla and uh, the my nieces and nephews are headed down to Georgia, well, mm-hmm. Alabama, uh, to see Kayla's family uh, for the week leading up to Christmas. And mm-hmm. so Charlotte is like the halfway point between Chesapeake and there. So mm-hmm. uh, they spent the night here on Friday night, which was a lot of fun. We went out for breakfast yesterday morning and it was great. Um, but I was terrified that my the person that lives on the other side of the duplex who I've spoken about sometimes mm-hmm. uh, was going to come home at one o'clock in the morning and be really loud or that I, we were going to have to explain to the boys what all those noises were coming from the other right. room as she right. uh, goes down on whatever girl she's sleeping with this week. Right. Like, yeah. Um, but fortunately, that didn't happen. So I didn't have to go over and knock and say anything. So uh, I think they're in, I think actually I heard her the night before that. Um, uh, one of the ladies she's dating is paying for a trip to Miami. So they may be gone for the two weeks oh, nice. in Miami. Um, so there. Well, speaking of Christmas presents, I, I ordered mine, I guess, about a week ago, um, like on the last day when mm-hmm. things could be 
reasonably delivered. Right. Uh, and so, like, it gave me that, you know, free Amazon window, free shipping window of, like, mm-hmm. it will mm-hmm. arrive between the 17th and the 22nd. Right. And, uh, you know, playing chicken because I'm leaving on the 23rd. Right. And uh, But I got an email yesterday that says they're going to be here today at some point. Oh. So I guarantee you, at some point while we are recording, we will probably hear a knock on the door and the presence will get here. Yeah, so... He may not knock. Can you? You should tell the guy to be like, just can you just say ho 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 really loud, and then like a present will appear, and then we can like. Speaking of presents, are we ready to open the gift of live broadcast? Are we are. Over? Why are you wearing sunglasses? <laughs> I'll explain on the show. Are we ready? Wait, are those your 3D glasses? Those are the okay, 3D I'm ones. Sorry. Stop. Oh, sorry. Stop. I'm sorry. I'm observant. <laughs> you you decided to fall in love with a smart. Starting woman. broadcast in three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> We're still off air. Reindeer. Oh, hello. Hi, didn't see you there, Internet. Hey. Happy holiday. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Speaking of, did you see the Bill Murray Christmas special, A Very Murray Christmas? We watched it with Aaron recently. No. Uh-oh. You, oh, it's good. Well, you'll enjoy it's, it's good. right up your alley. Oh, my gosh. I think you, you might need my Netflix to do it, but I thought you already had it. But we established last week that you don't. <gasps> Wait, I do. Okay. I remember them. They announced this last year that they were filming this for broadcast this year. Like, it was, okay. I remember hearing about it, but yes, I haven't seen it. Oh. It's oh, great. It's I'm wonderful. excited now. Highly recommended. Yeah. Um, also, something last week uh, that didn't exist this week is Star Wars. Hence, I'm wearing my 3D glasses. Oh. Do you Did want, you why don't you tell them about our seconds. experience? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, we got uh, fancy VIP tickets, and we never have had those before. It's one of those, uh, it's a regal, and it's one of those, you know, you go and you sit, and there's this, there's no one under eight. Or twenty one or eighteen or something that are allowed. They yeah. card you at the door because there's and, a full service bar and like, mm-hmm. um, and then recliners and people come around and take your order. Huh. I like it's those nuts. places. Yeah, it was great. It was great. We'd never been. Cool. And it was, um, it's just like three dollars more from like a regular ticket, which I was like, what? Well, that's what I liked. Uh, they have a one of those places like here that downtown Charlotte called the Studio Grill. Same setup, and in the summer they give. I mean, they already give discounts for matinees, but mm-hmm. it is ridiculously cheap if you go before noon on Saturday and Sunday. So I pay like four or five bucks for a ticket and then you know so then i'd splurge and buy like a bourbon milkshake or you know uh fries with poutine or something yeah neat yeah uh if you are uh chatting 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 we uh, have turned on the q a feature um uh, on the hangout which i don't know i don't think he's actually here yet according to our according to our stuff (laughs) i will text our uh, i know he's there our friend (laughs) he's always there in spirit Right. He he is. He yeah. is. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, if you're wondering, as I do sometimes, how to get to the show uh, every week for the live broadcast, the easiest way is to just go to assembler.fm slash live. And while you're there, you'll see uh, always whatever the next live episode is, as well as some links to um, stuff from Amazon that we've talked about on the show. Because if you even even if you don't buy anything using those links, if you just go and click on the links, 
it helps Amazon uh, see us as a valid thing, mm-hmm. which lets us keep putting links up, which means that, you know, An one avenue. day when someone buys those, uh, you know, a, a gross of uh, Ninja Blenders, <laughs> we'll get that sweet, sweet commission. <laughs> so I love my Ninja Blender. There, it's wonderful. I got one last Christmas from my brother. It's the Love best. it. Yes, yes. Please keep suggesting other high, high, <laughs> high cost items I can put into our show notes. Yeah. I mean, you can blend anything. Anything. You anything. can blend your soul. And they I mean, always stay sharp. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Because my force awakened this week with oh. my meditation challenge. <laughs> oh. I thought that was well timed, actually. I, it's interest. It's always interesting the way things. I don't know the way universe. The universe kind of uh, presents things. Like I yeah. think. I, I feel like for any time we've ever had a challenge on the podcast, whether it's a a, a personal sort of apropos mm-hmm. challenge or whether it somehow fits into some I don't know larger zeitgeist sort of thing, we. We have our finger on the pulse of the universe. That's right. Oh, I should probably turn uh, my McDonald's dumpster back back to the... Uh... <laughs> Open the lid. The lids that uh, don't do anything. Uh, rubble, 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 rubble. Yeah, so I did look it up and I sent you guys an article. Yeah. Um, I, need to get, I need to get sound like actual acoustic foam because what I'm not able to dampen in there... Uh, with the, what we've got now are the low tones. Yeah. But who cares? Fortunately, Whatever. you talk like this. That's right. Hello. Yeah. That's what Jeff sounds like before he mixes his voice down for oh each boy. week. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Edited. I mean, unedited. Edited. <laughs> unedited. Edited. <laughs> uh, anyone have any life updates before we uh, start talking about some stuff? Or did you cover all that in the uh, pre-roll? Oh. <laughs> Only I a little bit. My balcony moment. We learned, we talked politics for a second. Yeah. So oh much. Surprise. Surprise. Yes. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I guess uh, the, on, the only other thing is, you know, we're gearing up for uh, uh, Christmas vacations and stuff are coming up. Yes. And so um, we've got programming at the theater, uh, which we have these things called mini camps, which is a day long experience where uh, we have them anytime that the school system is out is you know out on holiday mm-hmm. or out on break and so you can sign up day by day or you can sign up for the full two weeks and so i am right now lost in the world of creating lesson plans because that's mm. part of my job and so yeah. trying to make two weeks of experience make each day unique and try to make you know we've ordered enough crafts we've i finally have um capitulated, I guess. That's not the word. Surrendered. That's what I mean. I've surrendered to the idea of uh, embracing uh, uh, Oriental Trading Company and all their little like craft kits that they do. Yes. Because there is no way... It's only a vaguely racist name. <laughs> I, yeah. I, it's true. I think about that every once in a while when we order, and it's based out of San Francisco, because again, that's the big port where all of the trade and, and stuff comes from Asia. Like, it goes through these right. ports in San Diego and San Francisco, but whatever. But I've, you know, I, I for the first couple of months, I could not let myself order these kits because I was like, I'm failing as a teacher if I'm defaulting to this, you know, if I'm not coming up with it myself. And uh, I finally just had to go, there's no way. There's no freaking way. That's like teachers, that's because my mom, who's a teacher, used to get one of those catalogs all the time because you just, as an educator, you don't always have time to plan all the things you want to do. And it's a good little... 
Yeah. Business. But, you know, but the balance of that is uh, we ordered all of these kits on their Black Friday sale when shipping was free. So we ordered, we ordered everything we needed for this two weeks, as well as everything that we know we're going to need for the summer as well. So we saved like hundreds and hundreds of nice. dollars in shipping costs by ordering it in this bulk thing. So that's how oh. I was able to uh, uh, say it, it was a good thing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I saved us money. <laughs> Uh, looks like uh, either Scott or um, uh, listener five five eight four has arrived <laughs> in the chat room. Um, we will find out uh, who it is. The Q and A segment is turned on. Should anyone want to use it? Cool. Um, g- go on. Anything else happening in in lives? Mm. Oh, Sticky we're going to knitting. Six Flags today, and Jeffrey's really grumpy about it. I don't want to go to Six Flags. <laughs> Why do you not want to go? Is it the crowd thing? What? I don't. I don't. I, it's cold, and I don't like roller coasters. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Is it is it really that cold there? I mean, it's I mean, it's chilly not here by Russian standards, sure. which our friend is Russian. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, no, yeah, I just, I, you know, it's uh, I, I told Sarah like it's I've tried it, I've done them, uh, so you know I know what that particular broccoli tastes like, and I, I don't like I don't like those vegetables. Um, I just even the broccoli is yeah, good I, for you and high in folic acid. Well, probably, probably, but I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, this is, this sounds so whatever, but I'm probably going to be bored, which Uh. is interesting because I think it relates directly to the challenge of the week, but I think I'm going to, I am one of those guys that is going to go to an amusement park and be bored. (laughs) And some of it's my own fault because I don't like roller coasters, but on the other hand, I don't like roller coasters. So I'm really just going to, to hang out with the people and, and to have a good time with the people um and when everyone's on a rise i'm just gonna chill the fuck out i guess sure <laughs> go watch go watch one of their holiday shows <laughs> oh god they do shows there yeah. i don't even know what six flags does anymore they always do like you know most theme parks like have those 20 minute long sort of they'll do a medley of christmas stuff and it'll be like a 1950s christmas or a country and western christmas so you're saying i should whatever. bring ice picks one for each eye <laughs> yes and i should just be ready <laughs> <laughs> Just take notes. Pretend that you're the director of the show and take notes. I do that in life. Do that. <laughs> I know you do. I know. Which probably also directly relates to the challenge. But yeah, yep. why can't you just enjoy the present moment and just, you know, not think that Interesting, it's be... Sarah. We should examine that today. No, on... yeah. but that, like, you know, you're, you're but... already endgaming that saying you're going to be bored, but that's, you're choosing that. All right. You don't so this, all right. So obviously, so this is a great springboard into last week's challenge. So Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, yeah. do you want to talk about uh, what the, what the challenge was? I made I the do, challenge. I do, and Jeff. I would like, to, I would also like to find out, um... Maybe what the impetus was behind you issuing it. Okay. I, mean, I have some idea, but, um, you know, not everyone knows us. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I was challenged this week to um, let's see if I remember it correctly, because I know how I executed it versus maybe what you said, and they might be different. Okay. Um, you gave me two pieces of uh, meditation audio. One was about three minutes, and one was like 30 minutes. And uh, I think the goal was you wanted me to do uh, to do the... the introduction one to learn it and then to do the daily body scan uh-huh. which was the shorter one every day was that about right uh it was reversed the body scan was the longer oh, one which you oh, do okay. every day yeah and then the short one yeah. was kind of the the nutshell summary of the program i guess well i screwed that up okay um but we'll get into specifics <laughs> of how in a second but i'm in, in, i'm curious um why was this challenge 
issued? Is it just something that you've wanted to do that you've tried? Is it something that you think particularly is good for me? It, it was a little bit of both. It was, um, it's something that I had done in the past and I think was successful for me. Um, it was kind of floating around in my brain because it, it felt like something I was thinking about starting up again. So it was already mm-hmm. kind of bubbling there. Um, and uh, yeah, just knowing the way you operate and approach things, it kind of, the two ideas kind of bumped into each other. And I said, this this would be an interesting one to see what Jeff does with it. Okay, well, here's what I did with it. <laughs> okay. Um, but before we, but when I first got the challenge, I think I sent you a text saying something like I've, I had already yes. horrendously failed. And I, I can't even remember why, except for the fact that I think I was really preoccupied with... Um, uh, I don't know. Think, oh, it was a really busy week. There was just a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, you went to South um, Carolina. Yeah, and back within, you know, two days of each other, uh, which was cool. I went there for a shoot, and that was a lot of fun, and I, I had I had a good time. But it was in the middle of uh, there was a, sh- a, a shoot. Uh, was this was not Zach the? Yes, it was. People I can't talk about was last week, right? Yeah. The commercial thing I can't talk about was last week. Yes, even though you just kind of let the name slip. But yes. Well, whatever. Yes. So you had a callback, and that was stressful. And they wanted you, but they didn't want you. And there was a lot of politics employed. Like the director wanted Jeff, but the higher ups weren't sure that Jeff could be clean cut enough. And corporate so then, did not like. So he was look. on first refusal, which means pretty much um, you have in the acting world. For those of you who don't know, means <laughs> that um, you are the first that can refuse the role. So like they'll be it's between like you and like two other people. And if they offer the, the role, you have the ability to refuse. Why it's not, I don't know why it's called first refusal, but there it is. So he was on first refusal, and then the day of, he was supposed to find out, they're like, we want you, but the producers don't know, so now you have to come meet with the producers. But we're willing to pay you to come meet with the producers because this is like another audition callback, even though you, we know you're on first refusal and you're having to jump through your ass. So then we just spent the whole day, like, getting Jeff clean cut, doing laundry. I ironed a whole bunch of stuff, and, like... It was pretty crazy, because it also means that I ended up missing, like, practically a week of work going back and forth between the auditions and the callbacks. And it was uh, was one of those rare times of, of, like, go, go, go. And I know Mm -hmm. I tend to keep my schedule kind of full, but this was different. This was just, no, 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 the one thing to the next. There is no time. Like, there's literally no time to do anything else and not in that oh i'm so busy way but it's like nope you got to be here at this hour you gotta be here at this hour and like right. different places all across town with totally different expectations with totally different groups of of people and balancing that if i did book this thing um they were asking if i could like shave my beard and cut my hair but i had already had a booking in south carolina on friday that required me to have long hair and a beard and i'm like i i can't do that and these people friday had booked me first so whatever and i'd already done a commercial actually for this company this other company before with my hair looking just like this for the same product i was like i was like what is going on in my life whatever um uh anyway the the point to say is that i I initially i had a hard time uh making the time for it right Mm -hmm. and uh i did uh eventually do the the three minute one because i was like well i've got to try something so early in the week i did the three minute thing because i was like you know i like to kind of wade into things a little bit and uh, and that was interesting because I got a chance to kind of listen and see what was up and and um, and I did I kind of just did that in in bed because like I just this is the time I have so I'm going to do it now and uh, and that was good I wasn't ready to take the 30 minute plunge yet because um, I was kind of looking at 
uh, the week ahead and my calendar and all that kind of stuff. And funny thing I noticed, uh, speaking of being in the present, about my calendar yeah. is that I have a bunch of different ones, and, and one of them is, is called Life, and I think of it as my primary calendar, and I realize that, like, it's empty. <laughs> like the blocks, there, there are. If it's not an appointment to go here, there, the other, like the blocks of calendar that say life are empty. So I'm sort of like, oh, I guess those empty spaces are my life, <laughs> and I should, I should actually move towards making more of them. Yeah, you know, because um, I tend to use my calendar after the fact as kind of journaling, like what happened, because my memory's kind of crappy. Uh, anyway. But I was having a lot of trouble this week sort of being, um, like Sarah said, relaxed in the present and, and doing normal, normal things. One of the things we talked about is I've always had problems just watching TV, which is funny because I know last week we did the TV challenge. Um, but Sarah and I had a discussion, and I, I remember saying, like, you don't understand. I feel like when I sit and watch TV, I am literally pissing my life away, which is funny because I want to do TV, but... I, that's an active thing where I'm creating something. Right. Yeah. But if I sit and watch TV for more than an hour and I'm not doing something else alongside it, then I feel like I, I feel like a waste. And the only time I don't feel like that is after I've done something worthy during the day. So when I sit down and I watch TV, I've earned it. Hmm. Um, so maybe that's a screw loose in my head. I, I don't know if anyone else feels that way. No, I, I, I think, um, I don't know, because I, I think my uh, identity or relationship to TV is uh, TV and movies, and I guess that screen has always been an escape. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, growing up, uh, I didn't sleep a lot because of, you know, various things going on in my life mm-hmm. and struggling with depression. So I, I remember very clearly, my you know, my mom would go to bed, and I'd be tossing and turning in my bed, and at some point... I would just go out to the living room and I'd watch TV like until I passed out. Most nights she would find me asleep in the chair uh, when she got up in the mornings or sometimes I've had the wherewithal to head back and get into my own bed. So, And I, and I still notice that I, I tend to treat TV like that. It's a way to... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily treat it as a... I don't treat it, I guess, like a reward system. Like I don't have to put in a certain amount to... To, mm-hmm. to watch a certain amount, but it's just, I know that it's a way for me, it's an escape. It's yeah. how you can shut your, your brain up, especially yeah. um, because we all have very active minds, but like um, Adam and I struggle with depression and I have PTSD issues. And like for me, the television is, a, is one moment where this can become quiet and I don't, I don't have to think any more than yeah. I already am and it's like i it lets me just sort of be still and mm-hmm. i rarely have those moments when i am just still cuz even if i'm not doing anything this is still going um you know a mile a minute and so it's you know i can watch like 3 1 hour episodes and and not feel like i've pissed my life away because i feel like i'm doing something for here yeah as opposed to you know see but it's but see my mind is going all the time as well and i don't uh, and maybe it's just a wiring difference, but I don't have that need to escape. I just don't have that need to escape, like at least not in that way. I, I but yes, and I noticed and this no, during the body scan. You always like, talk I, about well, but hang on. Like I noticed this during the body scan thing when I when I finally did do it. That which I'll talk about in a minute. But uh, I don't. I don't. 
I don't have a lot that I want to run from. Like, I really, I like my existence. Like, I like baseline. I, I realized coming out of this, I realized like I do like me and I do like what I do and I do like the things that I'm pursuing because I think whatever period I had where I maybe needed to escape or whatever, I think it was in an earlier period in my life because now I feel like the things that I'm doing are they are worthy things to do and 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 all I really ever want to do is get back is get back to them because I I'm constantly running up that I feel like I have a, a finite amount of time and so whenever I go to escape quote unquote it it needs to be something that's super immersive and TV is not always immersive enough for me to get that feeling of escape, whereas maybe sometimes like an online game sometimes does, but that again only holds me for like an hour at the most. Yeah, and um, I, and, and yeah, I, go ahead. And I think uh, yeah, and that that may be part of the reason why um, mindfulness sort of training is so appealing to me because my I would say my natural impulse is to not engage, um, and the whole point of mindfulness training is to engage, whether it's a pleasurable experience or something that's stressing you out or. Um, yeah. Okay. And that yeah. that was a that was a big problem. Um, Sarah, yeah. I want to come back to what you have to say uh, real quick. And bef- before we do, I just want to let you know um, that we've got two questions coming in from Scott, and we'll get to them in just a second. Yeah. Um, but Sarah, you you had something you wanted to say that was, I think, an observation about me yeah. and escaping. Well, you always talk about how you always want to find moments of quiet and moments to slow down and moments to just be because you you stress yourself out and. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're also using escape that we're trying to run from something. And it's for me, it's not I have to run from anything because I enjoy my life and I enjoy what I'm doing. But because I'm a very emotional person and because I'm an overthinker, it's just a time. It's like some me time. It's like why people like do yoga and go running and, and do that. It's just sort of a moment where whatever's happening, I don't have to deal with in the moment like I'm still going to and I'm gonna whatever but it's just sort of like I can just be here and and not have to worry Um, but I've observed with you though that like like when things are stressed and when things are whatever you just talk about you just want to have like time to yourself and time to be quiet and not that it has to be tv but you're a workaholic we've talked about this you always want to work and sometimes when you do that, you you inadvertently shut yourself off from people because you get so focused in your work, and that's fine. But if you talk about you only have a finite amount of time, you have to find the balance because if you spend all your time working and just doing things on your own little planet, then you're missing everything else that's going on around I actually you. think I pretty intentionally shut myself off from people, which is a thing that I learned during the course of this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a thing I do on purpose because I, I I really like being alone, which usually offends people when I say it. But it's a thing I've learned about myself. Like I am very comfortable in my own company, and um, I, I I not only don't mind being alone for you know reasonable limited amounts of I wouldn't want to spend my life alone, mm-hmm. but like I actually really like it's a it's something that I look forward to and that I treasure that I. It's um, it's a time where there's no expectations on me, and outside expectations are usually the thing that stress me out right. the most. Um, real quick, uh, I want I do want to get to these questions real quick. Um, uh, Scott, who is a writer, um, he he asked two things. He says, in your case, is not watching TV like me not reading, and um, and he followed up with, uh, don't we both need to? do it in order to see how other people in the craft are, are doing things. I guess there's kind of two parts to it. Um, so maybe if 
the equation I can make is I don't want to watch TV because you know how the sausage is made and it's like work in that way. Uh, but do we need to do it to see how other people in our field are doing things? Well, I've already got a. I, I work on sets. Like I know how we. I know how we do things. Like there's nothing much more to learn there except when you go into uh, maybe new movies or new shows that you've never seen to see how people are are telling the story. But when you're, you know, when, when you're watching reality shows or things like that, you know, once you've got the genre, you know, you, you get it. And uh, and for me, at least, there's not a lot of, like, technical engagement. Um, speaking of, Adam, uh, you, you said just a second ago something about engagement versus checking out. And, I, and yeah. I think that's something I really connected with. Yeah. Um, for me, and I think that was the... Um that was the thing that took me the longest time to get, I guess, conceptually about what this um, method methodology or philosophy is, um, uh, you know, because I, I and I didn't I don't think I really came to understand it until uh, I was in Lexington for that five year period. And I was going to um, it was called the the Harrison or the Davidson Harrison, it was the Harrison Center, and uh, it was basically, uh, it was the graduate uh, training site, uh, 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 it was it was a counseling center staffed by graduate students within the University of Kentucky's upper-level, you know, psych degrees and stuff like that. So it was basically a hands-on way for them to work with people, mm-hmm. and I basically paid 10 bucks per session. It was, it's a great service that they offer. Um, but it was interesting when you sent that text to me, Jeff, about how you felt you had failed um, uh, with, you know, within, I think, hours of me issuing the the (laughs) challenge, because that's what I clearly remember in, uh, my God, like the first three or six months of working with the person I was working with is, you know, there's all these other exercises and things about, you know, bringing mindfulness to, uh, they call it the raisin exercise, where you take a raisin and you examine the texture, the smell. Uh, there's like all of these steps before you even pop it in your mouth. And then that becomes another level of engagement of how does it taste? How does it feel on your tongue? You know, it, it's the idea of, um, you know, being fully present in every moment. And I think what I had such trouble with in the beginning was feeling like I had failed. Um, feeling like I wasn't doing it right. Like there was, you know, we, we think of meditation as a way to release, uh, to be, to work towards being relaxed, right? It's a way for stress to go away. It's, it's a way for us to let go of all these things that we kind of carry around. And mindfulness training isn't exactly that. That may be one byproduct of it, but really at its heart, it's about engaging in whatever is happening right now. Whether it is, um, I am surrounded by friends and family, and so I should be reveling in this party that's going on around me right now and enjoy the time that I've got with these people. Or it could be you're sitting home by yourself, and on the walk home, you start to get this like anxious feeling in your stomach, or you start mm-hmm. to get sad because you're remembering something that was unpleasant from 10 years ago. And, mm-hmm. and mindfulness tra- training, I guess, teaches you to kind of lean in to those moments, as opposed to <laughs> watching TV and escaping. Like, I know that's, that's something I do, right? Um, and so if you lean into whatever... Um, emotional state, I guess, that you're in at that moment is, um, you know, 
if you can start to identify what's going on physically or what the triggers are, then you can appropriately deal with it and then move on from that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily resolve the moment, solve the problem, but just accept that this happened and now I'm moving forward. Um, I I think that was the problem was my brain, and I still fight against this, was always set that the mindfulness training or experience was a way to solve the problem or that there was some sort of goal at the end of whatever exercise I was in, as opposed to there really isn't a way to fail at it. You just need to keep doing it and mm-hmm. keep moving forward. That's that's the way you're successful in it. Is the Here's journey, what's interesting, journey. Though, yeah. from my side of it, is, sure. um, <clears throat> is I, ten- I do tend to be aware of these thoughts in the present and I I have I have a certain I think emotional engagement problem because uh, to use your example okay I should be, here I am with with friends and family in this moment and I should be reveling in this moment and then I go and I add but I'm not in fact I don't really care in fact I'm kind of bored in fact I would really rather be making something. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I really am selfish and wish I could have the best of both worlds where I can sit here and make something and be surrounded by these people and engage when I want to. And, and otherwise, you know, yeah, like I like hanging out with people and like, I like being with people, yeah. but I don't, maybe it's I'm some kind of weird contrarian. I don't really know, but, but I don't always like doing what we're doing yeah. because it doesn't interest me. Like, and, and if I'm being think, honest with myself, it just doesn't interest me. But I also think too is you... I've observed, and I'm this way too, is you don't like things to disrupt what you've already like created. And when you add outside influences, then it's, you know, you get different stimulus that maybe you don't want to deal with. And, and because we like our alone time, we like to be able to control everything. And we're both control freaks. I don't mean that in a bad way, but we are, we like to be mastering commander and chief of our own universe. I like to feel like we have choice. Yes, but sometimes when you add family or other obligations, you feel like you lose that. But the flip side is is our family will only be around for so long. And while sometimes hanging out with them can be boring, yes, it's still precious. Because at the end of the day, I would rather have a few boring moments just like just being than... Like, oh, I spent this whole time creating something and not really being in the present with the people I love. I agree with you, but here's the problem. I go there. I, th- I think that. I, I See, that's the step after the step I just mentioned, is I go, okay, yeah, but I'm not, and I'm bored, and I'm this, that, and I'd rather be doing something else. And then the, step, the next step past that from, from my mind is that's a terrible thing to think. Mm. These people are are going to die one day. Sure. I mean, that's just where I go. I immediately go to that but, spot, and then I go, and then all I feel is bad. Right. And then I'm still not able to engage in the moment and be happy and enjoy my time with these people because all I feel is right. bad about not being able to be there, and I feel even worse about not wanting to be there. And at some point, I don't know when this started happening to when my brain just got into this kind of cycle, but like, I remember I used to be able to be in, engaged and in the moment. Um, and it, it was when I was a kid and, uh, but I had a really chaotic existence as, as a kid from, I mean, Adam, I'm 
I imagine you can relate a little bit, you know, we had a chaotic environment. Yeah. And so maybe that's where my desire to kind of control things come, came from. But the thing that I learned this week, especially when I did the full 30 minute session is that my problem is very often that I feel not nothing, but I feel very, very little with huge spikes of feeling a lot for a brief amount of time. And then back to this weird, I think, fucked up kind of neutral that I'm trying to get out of. Sure. Um, Two things in what you were saying. Uh, One, it feels like you're talking about a sense of guilt when you are Mm -hmm. in in whatever the experience is. And, you know, if you're bored when you're surrounded by family and friends and wish you could be somewhere else, then it feels like there's a sense of guilt that comes with that. Like you're not feeling the right thing for what the moment is supposed to be. Right. And I don't Um, even wish I could be somewhere else. I just wish I could also be creating something while I'm with family and friends because I want to be with them. I just also want to. Sure. Well, and that's, and that's another aspect of the mindfulness training, engaging in whatever the present experience is without a sort of judgmental mind view, right? If you, if you, if whatever is going on around you pisses you off, then let it piss you off, you know? Um, if, <laughs> Teach me, Obi-Wan. Right. Teach me. <laughs> you know, and, and, and here's the thing. I understand all these concepts on a very rational level, but we all know emotional responses right. are, are not predictable <laughs> or controllable in any way. So, yeah. So, you know, if, if something pisses you off, then, then be pissed off, you know. If 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 the, the idea is, I think that we and we we're a polite society, we're a civil society. We've got all these rules that kind of govern the way we're supposed to interact. We are bombarded with messages from our media about how we are supposed to feel or approach certain situations, and so it creates a ton of guilt. I think that mm-hmm. everybody is constantly carrying with them that you know either we're not satisfied with the experience that's happening right now or there's something uh, we 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 feel like we've committed to this experience out of some sort of loyalty because it's thing we're supposed to do um you know i'll say as a as a offering up something uh personal for my life you know um in the midst of all my depression i made the decision at one point to just stop communicating with my family Right. I, and Jeff knows this, and I don't know if Sarah knows this, but you know, mm-hmm. I didn't speak. I didn't speak to my brother for five years. Um, and for my mother, I think it was like maybe three and a half or four. I started to talk to her on the phone as I was coming out of this, you know, moment of shunning. You know, any other reasonable person would have gone, you're not talking to your fa- reasonable, any other person, I won't say reasonable, but any other person on the planet, the majority response would probably be, you didn't talk to your family? That's like, you know, there's there's prejudgments that go along with what type of person would do that sort of thing, right? Um, but the truth is, I needed, I needed that time because I recognized that anytime I was around my family, I left that situation feeling anxious, pissed off. Um, you know, the, the interactions we were having were not healthy in any way. And so I just had to make the decision to cut the cord <laughs> uh, for a while. And so, but then, you know, I'm... I start to make some, I guess, progress in the way I approach the world and experiences. And, and, um, and I also found out my brother and I talked this week, he just started listening to the show. So he's going to hear this. Um, yeah, you know, I, my mother is at the age now that she's not going to change in any way. 
And so nothing that I can say, no conversation I'm going to have is going to change anything from her side of the conversation. So to be engaged with her, I have to accept that there's going to be moments where she says things that are deeply offensive to me and possibly every other person in a, a room filled with people. Mm-hmm. And and so I have to change the way I approach that relationship and what that experience is, as opposed to walking in with the sort of pre-written script in my head or what I'd like it to be or the judgment of what I want that relationship to be. I... I don't know. I guess it's I guess part of mindfulness training is learning to give up a certain amount of control. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I am. Uh, well, I want to piggyback on so. what you said yeah. because um cuz you know the the thing about uh the guilt and it and it's interesting um that you feel guilty, Jeff, because you always tell me, um, I have a lot of emotional outbursts and it used to be worse when Jeff and I first dated cuz that's when I was really dealing with my PTSD. And I told him, I was like, I'm going to have a lot of moments where I'm going to be really emotional and, like, just go on the roller coaster ride with me. And so um, so I still, and it's gotten a lot better, but every now and again when I get overwhelmed, I equate that feeling of anxiousness and, and that whole hyperactivity, um, that emotional response takes me back to when I was in that bad situation. You know what I mean? Even though it's a separate emotional instance I'm stressed out about the holidays and work that anxiety transports me back to the time when I was anxious all the time and sometimes I get really emotional and I think it's funny what you say about being a polite society but there's something about when you're going through not therapy but when you're working through emotion I think it's okay to have emotional outbursts because I think it's like if you keep holding it in that's when you know what I mean? You compress and then it goes inward. And if you just let it out and you give zero fucks about who can you know what I mean? Like what people think, then you're helping your yourself. And I always feel awful after I have an emotional outburst. And Jeff always tells me, you haven't done anything wrong. You're just expressing yourself. And I always find it interesting that you have different quiet, like, I mean, you have quiet emotional outbursts. You know what I mean? And and then you have the same response, and I always want to, you know, say what you say, but I'm not as eloquent in the moment, because I'm, I'm the loud one, and you're the softer one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but dynamic. I, well, I don't know, There's but there's also kind of a different issue, because, like, you know, I, I did improv for so long, and I, and, and performing it, particularly, more than, more than teaching it, but, um, so I, I, that holds so much appeal to me because improv is the only time that I feel 100% connected with who I was as a kid mm-hmm. and 100% connected to what is happening right now because that's all there is. But also the level of stimulus and improv is so much higher because even if there's a small audience or no audience, there's something that you're crafting. There's this performance that's kind of emerging. There's there's It's just a higher... I mean, it's a higher level of stimulus than regular life in in a way, um, and so I'm frustrated because I can be fully in it there when it's when it's good, like when it's when it's shit. It's because I know you know I'm I'm thinking too far ahead, right? Um, so it's frustrating because I I feel that and I can kind of and I can kind of like I know it's within grasp. I just don't understand why I can't apply it in my life, and also. Uh, again, I just feel like there's 
it's something that I don't talk about very, very often, I guess, except maybe here is because there's nothing polite about it. Like there's nothing, there's, there's no way to tell people that you feel disinterested and disconnected and understimulated in the moment without it causing personal offense to the other people. Because the truth is, if I didn't have my friends and if I didn't have my family, I would be, I would be devastated. I would never, you know, I never, I never want, you know, you guys to, to go away or not be a part of my life. But it's, there's also this part of me that feels like I'm asking for this other level of understanding from, from human beings that I don't know that I'll ever get of, Mm. not that it's some kind of excuse, but there's just this part of me that's just like, yeah, but I, if I had my druthers, I would want to be with you and creating something. But why can't you do both? Like Because it's highly offensive to people. Because what? I can't sit in a room and, and, and it'll be like, oh, you know, why aren't you watching the show with us? Or, you know, oh, he's not really interested in the game. He's, he's playing this. He's, he's, you know, writing something. Or, but I think you're... Put, you know I what I mean? You are, yes, but I also think you're assuming, and you always tell me assuming... No, it's experience. It's right, what's happened but, to me. But you can, you, are the, you can be the change. Like, you can just say, I, I want to spend time with you, but I also want to do this. And then it's like, okay... Well, you and I had that conversation recently. <laughs> I know, but I've never, but I've never, like, when you're with the family and you're drawing, I've never been like, okay, you, like, like, angry about it. I was, it's more like checking in because sometimes you go so deep within yourself that sometimes, you know, you don't always hear. You know what I mean? And I think that's what concerns me. But I always enjoy your presence, even if you're not watching the movie and you're drawing. I think that's fine. Like, you can have the best of both. You can say, I want to be in the room with you, but I also have to do this. And I, more often than not, the people who love you and accept you for who you are will be like, okay. That's that's Right, and then everyone else, you're just that, you're just that uh, weirdo at the bar drawing on a cocktail napkin. But who cares napkin. about what Which, again, if I have my druthers, that's like when we, yeah. <laughs> when we go out, I would rather sit there and draw on the cocktail napkin. But then do that, because who yeah. cares what other people think? Like, are you living your life? Apparently, I do. I guess I do. Like, yeah, yeah, but no, I, I get that. I get that response from Jeff. I see that because I, I feel like, I don't know, I, I, uh, many times I feel when I'm out in social situations or just out in public in general, you know, walking to work, whatever, that I, I feel like no one, no one else thinks the thoughts that I think, mm-hmm. no one else feels right. the things that I feel, and, um, which, Again, on a rational level, I can say probably isn't true, but that's not the way emotion works, right? right. And so, and so, yeah, yeah, it just feels like the, you know, I, I, it, it's been a long time since I have uh, had anyone in my life where you can just be around them for long periods of time and it doesn't matter what you're doing, right? It, it doesn't feel like you right, have like to be Aaron's doing something. That. Like Aaron, Sarah said, hang out with it, Aaron just, and, it, it means something and, you that know. you're just in the room and can just be there together, yeah? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. Um, there's a great song by a guy, I don't know if you could hear me earlier, but I said, uh, uh, I think Aaron is Aaron Gottlieb is a good example. He can just hang out. And he doesn't care what you do, whatever. He's like, ah, I'm just going to be here, which I think is really, yeah. that's a strength. Like, I, I, I wish I could yeah. do we that. All, we all do. And I'm trying to get there. <laughs> but um, there's a great song by a guy named Dan Reeder. And um, uh, I think I'll try and put a clip in here 
Uh, I actually, I also want to put some clips in the audio version. If you don't know, we do this video show, uh, and then after it goes live, I try to cut the video together. Um, but we also do an audio version of it that you can subscribe to in iTunes. And the audio version has a bunch of stuff before we go live, and sometimes some stuff after, and some stuff that I didn't have time to put in the video. Um, including, I think I'm going to put some clips from the meditation practices in here, but also I probably will try to put a clip from the Stan Reader song, uh, because the lyrics go like this. I don't feel comfortable in your comfortable car. I don't feel quiet in a quiet bar. And I don't really want to talk to you. But my business requires that I do. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Um, I, I would like to, um, since the challenge was to, to, to do this meditation practice, I would like to talk about what actually happened, if, if nobody yeah. minds. No, uh, go for when it. I actually did the full 30 minutes, because I only did it once. And um, my procrastinating self, it was last night. Okay. Um, and it was actually in the bath because uh, I, uh, I have a lot of back pain, which is one of the things I've, I've known for a while. And so like every other day these days, it's sort of become a habit. Um, uh, I take a bath and I realize that that's sort of become uh, um, meditative in a way because it's where I'll go and I'll, I'll listen to certain shows or whatever. But it's sort of like where I, I clean house mentally and I just sort of process and whatever, you know, whatever's in my brain is whatever's in my brain. Um, so it's partially about the back pain and partially, I think, just about, you know, mind sweeping, which is different than mind sweeping. <laughs> yeah. Ching, ching, ching. Yeah. Old school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so, okay, so uh, I was doing the 30-minute one, and I was really relieved when the guy said that your mind was allowed to wander because G's mind was already, like, all over the place. Um, and he started to do the thing where he would talk about, like, you're breathing. It felt like a theater exercise. You're breathing into your toes, and you're aware of your toes. And that's when I checked out, and I started looking at the candles that were around, and I got so bored, I lit my hair on fire intentionally. <laughs> just one strand. You didn't tell just, me that. Yeah, well, I was going to save that for today. Um, uh, just one strand of my hair because I was really bored. And, uh, and I noticed as soon as I started to light my hair on fire, I got really sad about it. I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm being self-destructive. That's terrible. So I stopped. <laughs> it was a really long hair. So I was sort of suddenly aware of, like, my life and how long my hair was and thinking about all of that time and how much I just burned away. And, like, I had that crazy, complicated thought. Um, so I checked in uh, again about the time he starts talking about the groin and the pelvis. And I was like, oh, okay, you have my attention. What's going on, What's going on in there? Breathe, you breathe. Um, and then he moves into like your your breathing. Uh, uh, he said something about you, we're probably in the stomach or chest at this part. Um, at that point, somewhere in, I think in my stomach or something, um, I got intensely like like sorrowful, like mournful. But it was for one second, like you could have clocked it. Yeah. It was just this like ah bored bored nothing 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 sadness despair ah bored nothing 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 <laughs> and it's not like i tried to correct it it's not like i tried to yeah. catch it it was just like uh, oh la 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 smells like burnt hair in here mm. <laughs> um i noticed when he's talking about breathing into like your chest like uh i i felt nervous because sometimes i'm concerned about my heart and then when he said like you're breathing into your face and he talked about your teeth i felt self-conscious because i have a fake tooth and then i was like when is that gonna break and i'm gonna have to get it place and that made me anxious um and uh and then i got kind of like i don't know but at that point i'd been there you know almost the whole half hour and and uh i wasn't i wasn't bored anymore but i was angry kind of yeah i was kind of angry because i was like this is not what i want because because 
first off, I feel like I've done this a million times in theater. And second, um, not to put a too fine a point on all the stuff we just talked about, but like I said, I feel like this guy wants me to check out or or to detach. Oh, yes. I felt like he wanted me to detach, and there was one specific section why. He said, uh, listen to the sound and just notice the sound as it comes in and out of as it, as it, you know, something clinical sounding, as it vibrates on your ears or whatever. Kind of like how people say, you know, you notice the thoughts, kind of like fish in a pond, and you don't catch the fish. You just notice that they come and they go. And I said, well, that's my whole problem. I am already too detached. And on the one hand, it keeps me calm uh, more often than not. But but I was like, that, that's my whole problem, dude. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to notice the physical sensation of the sound going in and out of my ears because that's taking me away from the present. What I want is to be alive and engaged and have that sensation that that you you have no idea how much time has just gone by. Like, you have no idea because you're just so in it and you have no self-consciousness about how you look and what you're doing and, you know, that sort of magical thing that happens in your brain where you enter this flex time of just, you come out the other side of the hole and you're like, oh, well, all that, something, I think something fun just happened. And then later you remember it. <laughs> Um, and so I, I, I was thinking about it. I said, well, what, what do I, what, what would work? What would be better? And I, rem- I thought about, um, I looked some stuff, some active meditation stuff up, and then I came across walking meditation, which I know Ben has done uh, in the past. And then I realized the more I read about it, I was like, oh, I think this is something I used to do when I was younger. I didn't have a name for it, um, and there was nothing formal about it. But I would spend, again, I was basically an only child, uh, basically, um, and I would spend uh, just hours in the backyard by myself, even though my friend was just right next door, um, walking around, just walking around and daydreaming and working out stories. And, you know, this was um, elementary school all the way through um, high school. By the time I started college, I was mostly walking around the backyard trying to learn lines. Um, but at some point, uh, I had to transition out of being able to, to do that because I, I live either in an apartment or with people or something where, hey, Jeff's going to go uh, uh, walk around and imagine things in the backyard for a few hours where that just might raise some eyebrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I stopped doing it. Um, but, uh, and, and I found other places to go and other ways to cope. But I realized that maybe I missed that or maybe some sort of uh, more active kind of activity would put me into a meditative state where I'm doing something that I'm not thinking about and then everything else gets to sort of float to the top. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, based on what you just said about if the if the walking meditation is something that you did as a kid and the only reason it, it sounds like you went away mm-hmm. from it was you had these sort of judgments and preconceptions about what it might look like to other people that might be watching it, that's kind of why mm-hmm. you moved away from it and did other things. Yeah, that, that, that sounds right. Yeah. So why not just say, fuck those, yeah, those prejudgments and just go walk around and just do that? Word. Fuck the police. Yeah. Just go walking. <laughs> go walking. Go, go walking, walking man. Peter, A- Peter, come after, down. <laughs> after midnight, you know. I should, I should also say that we, um, we are not doctors. And um, <laughs> other disclaimers. Yeah. I, although I am, I am ordained. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Adam is, is uh, an ordained... Uh, Church minister. of Universal Light, I think, is what my certificate says that I downloaded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's le- oh, 
uh, listener uh, uh, Robot Muscles uh, 6400 sent us a quote in the chat room. Yeah. Uh, uh, one awesome thing about Eeyore is that even though he is basically clinically depressed, he still gets invited to participate in adventures and shenanigans <laughs> with all of his friends. Yeah. And they never expect him to pretend to feel happy, and they just love him anyway, and they ask, uh, and they never leave him behind or ask him to change. We've seen that one floating around the Facebook before, I think. Well, that's cool. Um, that's always a good one. I like that, because I tend to, sometimes I feel like an Eeyore a lot when I respond to text sometimes, uh, or emails. Like, I after after the, after I send my response and then they respond back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess what I said could be taken in a really, like, really negative, <laughs> depressed light. Because, sure. again, uh, I, I, I feel that specifically with all of my text interactions with Ron Anderson. Like, specifically, <laughs> specifically, he will contact me out of the blue and like, hey, how's it going? And I'll respond. And then without fail, his response is always something to the effect of, oh, that's too bad. Like... <laughs> And then I think, and then right. I think, oh God, like he must just think that I'm just this Eeyore, you know, Eeyore character with this cloud walking around. <laughs> like, so I always specifically walk away feeling kind of bummed after Ron, Ron texts me. But the thing is with Ron, Ron loves you for exactly who you are. Right. Because you're the right. best it, you. There's no other you other yeah. than you. Well, maybe that's my journey then is kind of learning to let go of, of that of that part because my fear is that like when if I'm honest about things people will go well I don't understand don't you like me and and my response is just no I love you this is just my brand of fucked up like I love you (laughs) you know what I mean anyway I I I think we should put a button on this but um and and we should move on because uh Adam you unless we have anything else we want to say about this um but Adam I know we have a challenge for Sarah and yeah I'd like to get to it I also would I need to wear something silly okay (laughs) Please put on something silly. Uh, so uh, I guess here's the challenge. Uh, for, ah. Did you make that? Yeah, I Sarah did. made this. <laughs> yep, this is that's an the Ice King. Crown. Ice King. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ice. Hey, ice. I made out of old drink boxes. Like uh, we had a party and so old soda boxes and um, construction uh, paper. Because when you're I crafty, made it out of you rage. always have crafty things nearby. <laughs> Sarah, for a minute, I thought the reindeer hat you were wearing it looked like your face. Like if you point your head down the right way, say something so we can we can see you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's- do you have antlers back there? I like, do. See here. Okay. There we go. Because you looked a little like a, a, a drunk bear, I guess, without the antlers. <laughs> no, it's just they don't the stay shine. up. But here, I'll yeah. just do the rest of the show like this, and uh, it'll be fun for our viewers. I'll just make sure that I move my head so it looks like I'm talking. <laughs> All right, Adam. What's the reindeer challenge? <laughs> okay. So the reindeer challenge is um, uh, for you, Sarah, and it really, it really, it's really for us. It's for you and I. Um, so here's the thing. There was a question brought up. I was having a conversation um, with someone uh, a while ago, and it was the idea of um, a lot of times when you've got friends that uh, start dating people, the people that they date fold into your circle, right? Mm-hmm. And so then there's always this question of, well, would I would I be friends with this person or would I be acquainted? You know, w- would there be any like reason for us to be friends outside of this person that connects us? Oh. And so the question is, um, or the challenge is, um, for us to engage in conversation, and I'll say like it 
to, to put a, a minimum on it, we'll say 15 minutes a okay. day um, every day for the next week, which is going to be a, maybe a little extra challenging because this is also folding in like New Year's Eve and Christmas Day. The two of um, you. Right, just the two of us, not Jeff. Oh, um, and neat. it can be it can be hangout style. It could be on the phone. It can be whatever. Um, and specifically, I was thinking there's a there's a battery of like questions uh, that I've used before um, with um, devising groups that I've been a part of. Mm-hmm. And you know, the questions start off you know very superficial, like you know, what superhero would you be if you had a power? Blah blah blah. And and then they start to peel back and get you know a little deeper, or serious. And I I don't think necessarily every session has to have that sort of arc to it maybe it's maybe it starts off casual 15 minutes of conversation the first couple of days and then maybe naturally Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe we have no i've already started an omni outliner document (laughs) for you both section one can we have a trello board i feel like i like um, visuals don't don't mess with me don't mess with me (laughs) don't mess with the king baby you can have all the you can have all the trello boards and they'll be made of ice yeah (laughs) that's a good voice um well done uh but yeah so that's that's the challenge a minimum of like 15 minutes of engagement each day if the conversation goes a little bit longer if you know we'll probably have to maybe as soon as we're done with this with this live cast to figure out Mm -hmm. maybe like a tentative schedule so that we can figure out when to connect but that is uh that is our challenge for the next week to engage each other in conversation without jeff being present or part of that conversation i guess we can talk about jeff but he just can't be (laughs) yeah yes what else Uh, is there to talk about (laughs) but but that's our challenge gentlemen did you just fall (laughs) well sarah um (laughs) no Adam's current challenge is gravity. (laughs) Ow. No, I got to tell you what happened. This has been happening more and more. I get these spasms in my calf if I sit in a weird position. And it feels like I was on... I was on the phone with my brother a couple of months ago, and I got the most intense pain. It felt like my bone on was going to break in half. The muscle tightened up so tight. It made this like weird contorted shape. And for five minutes, I was in excruciating pain and tried to walk around the room. So uh, my body is, my body is trying to potassium? kill me. Yeah, that's what I specifically started eating bananas because of that. Um, <laughs> like, I thought it was because of the monkey head, monkey head, monkey head, phone, head, phone, phones. Well, it may be iron because I don't eat a lot of meat. So well. you can take a supplement, like it, like because I take one, and it. Can helps. I just can I just lick playground equipment or something? <laughs> sure, like old why not? Playgrounds. Yeah, it works for kids because at uh, at clown school, you people would get those because you know we would be working so hard and it would yeah. You know, well, Sarah, uh, are you up for the challenge? I am. I think it'll be real fun. Yeah, I think so, too. Cool bands. Um, speaking of uh, this week and next week, um, happy holidays to everyone, of course. Our next show happy will holidays. be on the 27th. Yeah. Um, it will be our final show for the season uh, and uh, our final show for the for the year um, and uh, I guess kind of a, a non-New Year's special. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, but we will have a New Year's special. Well, kind of, yeah. I was I was going to say we've got um, something in the works since uh, Aaron is back from Italy, uh, and Adam, we're all all four of us are going to be together for um, New Year's, and uh, Scott's been invited. I don't know if he's going to be able to make it or not. Um, but I thought we would get everyone around the mics, and we would do uh, the, the inaugural episode of The Assembler, which is just a show where we get everybody together from um, different shows or different whatevers, and we mm-hmm. talk about something. Maybe we'll have uh, – uh, Scott says he'll be there. Excellent. Maybe we'll have, um, cool. I don't know, like uh, 
charticles, challenge articles or something. <laughs> I like that. I like, can we, charticles. Um, for Ooh. Scott, like, can we do like no. they did with Wilson in, in Home Improvement? Can we just put Scott's face behind a computer screen the whole time and just hear typing <laughs> so he can remain mystical as the, the mystical question giver? Or he has a different set of mustaches that he just keeps changing out. Like ever. Right. Uh-huh. I think I think there's a bit there. I think so too. So. Yeah. If you have ideas, you can tweet us at you foresee. That's right. Um, speaking of, uh, I ran into Becca Jeffords. Uh, we're kind of wrapping up the show now, but I did. I ran into um, Becca yeah. Jeffords, and she said, I don't know if she was talking about this show or not, but she said that she's been listening to the podcast. Now I know that Up for a Challenge shares the same feed as Art Technique, so anyone that was subscribing to Art Technique is also getting the new episodes of Up for a Challenge. Um, it's sort of just become the default assembler feed. So I don't know if she's heard the new ones or not. Um, and I, I meant to ask her, but she says she likes it because she feels like she's, you know, hanging out with people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should uh, officially stop the broadcast and say goodbye, mm-hmm. Internet. I don't you think? Goodbye. We should move to sign yes. off? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's All time. Right. All right. Uh, I'm Jeff, and presently I am aware of wearing a crown and sunglasses. Sunglasses. I'm Sarah Lynn, and I finished my scarf. During the show? You finished it during the show? Yeah, I did. I started and finished (laughs) it during the show. See, you hung out with your friends, and you created something. See how good that feels? (laughs) (laughs) All right, and uh, my name is Adam, and uh, Jeff, don't go changing to try and please me. (laughs) You never let me down before. I'll take the good times, I'll take the bad times, I'll take you just the way you are. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Stop me, broadcast. Oh, I'm Scott, and I want to kill it, dude. That's it. <laughs> Gravity Scott be a harsh I'm, mistress. Scott said, I'm Scott, and I want that giant rupee on Jeff's head. That's funny. We're out. <laughs> by, by the way, we have stopped... Uh, the live broadcast. Well, that right. was an interesting bit of psychotherapy. Well, it was good. It was an interesting show. Actually, thanks for that cha- challenge, Adam. That was actually. You're welcome. I I've learned what an asshole I am. <laughs> and that is that is the first step. That is the first step on the uh, journey of something. The I don't first know. step to understanding your sphincter is admitting your sphincter. Do you feel contracted in your friend's presence? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if there was coal up your ass, it'd be a diamond by now. I'm really excited about you and Sarah's challenge too, just because um, that's I think something I've wanted for a while is for y'all to just chat. So well, that's good. Great. Well, good. And, yeah, oops! Shit. <laughs> <laughs> the microphone fell. It jumped into my chest. I love that you're the clumsy one right now because usually it's me knocking over yeah. everything. So I'm glad. I'm glad it's you this time. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like gravity. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Uh, guys. 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 What? What if? What if you do this challenge and you, you come out the other side and you don't like each other? I don't just think that's we'll really. Have to... We'll have to deal with when we get there. I guess so. I'm, I'm not yeah. prepared to deal with that reality. Is everyone still rolling? I'm still rolling. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still, still rolling, rolling. Too. Okay, no, I no. didn't shut it off because you didn't Keep do your three, two, one cut off, no. snappy yeah. do. You didn't da-da-da-da-da-da. do your alpha, alpha, tau, omega, whatever. I don't know. Right. right. Carry on. I'm fine. Cry. Right. So, um, 
Look, I'm really flexible, so if you text me and say, okay. is now a good time to talk, we can always face okay. chat. I always prefer face chatting, like FaceTime to the phone, because okay. it's just weird. It's just weird. I haven't. I really cool. don't talk on the phone anymore. I really because like <laughs> with Jen, because Jen's in New Zealand. When I have a conversation with her, like I put her on the phone, like on the yeah. FaceTime, and and okay. that's how. So I've really gotten into just having real. If I have to have a conversation on the phone, if I like to see the person's face yeah. at least. And I I'd kind of been getting that way with uh, like my brother and his family, mm-hmm. but uh, the computer broke last time I was there, and so it's. Uh, face chatting is no longer an option right now (laughs) (laughs) until they get a new computer probably around the holidays Mm -hmm. what kind of phone do they have um they've they've both got androids Mm -hmm. um they could totally do a google hangout on wi-fi well that's what that's what i've said but (laughs) (laughs) i've tried to no i understand because when you don't know technology Right, because they had the Skype installed on the computer. They knew I what live that in the was. world where all things are possible. <laughs> you know, we we had this debate because uh, when I first tried to do it on my phone, because I put Skype on my phone mm-hmm. as well one day when my computer was being glitched, something I can't remember why I ended up doing it. And I'm trying to Skype or FaceTime with my brother, and after all, like after an hour going back and forth, it turns out that's how I found out that he doesn't have an iPhone, and he oh. also didn't have Skype. So I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do on his android phone to try right. and video chat with me right. like again that's, what does universe... android have its own version of like facetime yeah like Probably. google hangout that's, that's pretty much what oh, it is i mean uh, and maybe so, some other so stuff. i guess he thought he could just hit it and it because i was a contact in his phone somehow it would find me